Coriander and to uh, to Tish. Uh, okay, and so and you got the mechanical bonus, uh, Brad, that I mentioned, the pathfinding advantage. Um, also, one other thing I would have you add, and I should mention Does this to Tari as well. Path? Yes, all players until for the until the next fellowship phase like will get advantages on pathfinding, on pathfinding. Right. advantage on it. Yeah. Advantage. Yep. Everybody will. Um, okay. So the other thing I want to note too is that in certain circumstances, uh, I don't know how to put this in a way that's going to make sense. So I guess I'll just say, uh, under certain circumstances, there may be some special um, medicinal herbs. I'm not trying to make a joke. Um, that uh, could be found um, that may be available to you when using some of the secret paths found this way. So basically just, if you're looking for certain herbs, it may be that this bonus that you've just gained will help with that as well. But I can't give yeah. you more details unless the time comes when you're looking for such herbs, and they okay. may or may not, but I wanted to mention that. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. All right, so that is Brad is captured, and I just have time to do. Okay, so we have about twenty minutes, um, and in that twenty minutes, I want to see how uh, Coriander is going to, and I assume it's Coriander coming to Titch is my guess. Um, you're going to breathe, and I'm guessing Coriander to do this. Yeah. Uh, so tell me what this looks like when. First of all, Titch, where are you when uh, Coriander tracks you down? You know. Yeah. Okay. So what? It, but I mean, like. Are you like what time of night that all that kind of stuff, I guess. What are, what are we looking at? He's mostly been on evening guard duty. So it's like pretty crepuscular. It's like right after sunset. Yep. Uh, there's a knock at Titch's door. Hmm. He puts his flagon of whatever the hell he's drinking. It could be tea. It could be beer. It's hard to tell at this range. <laughs> Um, and so he goes over to the door and puts his hand on it for a second and opens it and looks around. There's no one there. Closes the door and turns around to head back to the table. Coriander is sitting there and sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like sniffing at his flag and going, hmm. And then he reacts like that. He's like, Titch! Oh no! Are you afraid? What? Did something frighten you? Yes. What? What was it? I wasn't expecting you to be there. I was expecting you to be out there. Just you were taking a while to answer the door, so I thought you must be busy. So I decided to just kind of go around the back. Did you know that it's very easy to come in through your windows? You should probably, you should probably do something about that. Just, just to say, I mean, I came in very easily, and I'm sure that you wouldn't want someone else to come in very easily. I know that, I know that you're fine with me coming in because we're friends. So I thought I had done something about that when I closed them and locked them, but apparently that's not enough. Were they locked? I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't tell. Well, anyway, hello, I came um, because I was wondering if I could ask your help with something. Is it criminal? No! What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the one laughing here, she's not laughing. <laughs> no, no, no. 
corpse in. <laughs> no, what? Um, no, no. What is it? Is it criminal? Coriander's eyes go wide, wide eyes. Criminal? Of course not. No, do you remember the 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 the, the staff, the bullroarer staff that that we um that that we that we took that we found um and that uh, that we got back with Bilbo? Well, I have been I've I've been listening to it, and I was just there are some things about it that I feel like it's trying to tell me, and I just um I you know usually when I listen to an object, it's very simple to know what it wants. This one though feels more complicated, and I felt very strongly that what it wanted was to uh, be brought to you, a person who knows a great deal about weapons and um, fighting and battles and things like that, and that perhaps together we could just just sit and have a conversation with it and maybe, um, maybe we might learn something. I feel like it wants to be learned from. I feel like, you know, did you ever have, did you ever have, um, uh, uh, someone in your life who was older and wiser and sometimes they would sit by the fire and you and and just something about the way that they sat and made you really want to sit and listen to them tell stories did you ever have that he's while this is going on he's sort of as though he's trying to stay as far away from her as possible he's kind of reaching and grabs his plate of, of chicken and and pulls it over closer to him and he's just Picking up tiny pieces of chicken and eating while he's listening to her talk. And you just gotta nod to the question. Well, I I feel like this I feel like this staff is kind of like that. I feel like it what I want and she like as she talks about this, like you're you're used to Coriander's affect of just like hummingbird rapidity. But when she talks about this, she does actually get kind of quiet and serious. And almost solemn and a little bit reverent. Like she's very, very serious about this. There is something that she wants to understand here, and it introduces a quality of slowness to her that is very unusual and um, and and very strange. But it's part of her whole deal. So she, but so she's looking at it, it, it for a moment when she looks at it as she says that. It's almost like despite having broken into Titch's home, she has forgotten that he's across from her. There's just something totally absorbing about the way that she looks at it. This is probably, amazingly enough, this is probably the first time that he notices that she has it with her. <laughs> and, and I'm also going to put it, was... it up, by the way, since uh, Tari has left for the moment, I'm going to put that up right there so you can actually see that on stream. It was on her lap below the level of the table, and at some point it just, without really her putting it there, it just sort of appears on the table. And so looking at it, he sets his plate back down, takes a long sip of his what is beer. Does Bilbo know you have this with you? Oh, yes, he does. I mean, he must have inferred it from the fact that it was no longer where it was. <laughs> I left him a note! <laughs> In my head. No, I absolutely wrote 
<laughs> smash cut, smash cut to Bilbo looking up at an empty no, space no. in the wall yeah. where one of Lobelia's spoons is just sitting in the stand right. instead. Like, right? They just... No, no, I actually wrote a letter to him. See, it's right here. Right. <laughs> Dear no, Bilbo, think... back soon. I think you would actually have uh, written him uh, a note. Uh, mm. But it would have been a note that said something like, uh, Dear Uncle Bilbo, don't worry, it's with me. Signed, Coriander. <laughs> That's about the extent of information she would give about it. That would be the sort of thing. The moment. Unless you would have put the spoons there, she absolutely would have. Uh, P.S. Found these. Think they're yours. <laughs> they want to be here, and it's all the spoons that he has suspected Lobelia of stealing, except for one. <laughs> But I love the idea that the stand that I'm showing you there, right, because you just had the club, like has, you put like one spoon in like one of the hooks and like a second spoon in the second hook. So it's like, it's like trying to balance them somehow as if they belong in this rack, you know? Oh, now I'm looking at the rack. No, I think she would have made two bundles. Oh, perfect. There, okay. Okay. Like bundles of the spoons. Gotcha. And then gotcha. Yeah, that's true. You do have a lot of them. That's fair enough. Yeah. Lobelia Sackville Baggins is a, a, a terrible, you know remover of spoons she she's just she clearly had so many so this is what we call theft what no what did he give you permission to take that we brought it to him it's part of the family it's just an it's it's it's, it's a family heirloom and i'm bringing it back to him but I wanted to know, I wanted to bring it back to him with more information. Okay, I apologize. I was incorrect. It is not theft. It is wrongful appropriation, and it is still illegal. These are so, they're, what? Why are there so many words for normal things that are mean? That sounds awful. That sounds like an awful thing. I would and never, don't do it. Never do something illegal. That's a bad word. I don't like that word. All I'm doing is acquiring more information about this object, which I cannot do without the object. And we were part of bringing it to Bilbo in the first place. I feel like it belongs to all of us. In fact, and she here again, like, the, the patter really slows for a second and like she kind of like kind of leans her her head towards it a little bit and and strokes it gently and says He's like, it really likes belonging to all of us it really does she is so serious like oh. you can't even imagine how like the 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 the, the the, the the shift the immediate shift from like that's awful to like no really no it it really wants to belong to all of us <laughs> okay i am going to trust that you're going to take it back of course it doesn't want to be just mine mm -hmm. also so it's what... very heavy well yes so why did you bring it to me? We're the only person I know who knows weapons. And this is a weapon. And there and, and you've been in I think. You've never really talked about it. I think you've been in fights. I feel like you've you've probably seen some action. 
And because of that, I feel like there are just things that it says that you might understand better than I do. You feel that I've probably been in fights, but I've seen some action. Did you remember that we killed a troll together not too long ago, right? It was, it was... Her, like, <laughs> her eyes light up, and she's like, does that count? Does that count as a fight? But we didn't, we didn't really fight the troll, we, we just tricked it. I stabbed <laughs> him a few times. Well, you see, again, you were in a fight. I just, you know, we, 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 I tied some handkerchiefs together and tripped it. That's not fighting, that's just, that's just... I don't even know what that is. And, and in, in the like vein, you wrongfully appropriated a golf club and I'm just an innocent bystander that you happen to break into their house and bring it with you. What? All right, what, 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 what is the deal with this thing? I figure the sooner I help you, the sooner you can get it out of here. Oh. That, I, that's a good Not that you can get out of it, the sooner you can get it out of here. Yes, that's, that's true. Um, I, I mean, it is, it, it's like the, the sun sets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so <laughs> she looks out and she's like, suddenly too, like she, like her cheeks go, like she flushes very crimson. Like she's way too shy all of a sudden. If it, she totally had assumed he would invite her to, to stay the night. But if he's not doing that, then she's not going to ask and, she gets very quiet and goes, oh, okay, um, yes, well, um, I, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so, uh, if we, we just do this, then I'll, 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 I'll start the, how long does it take to walk back to Jeez, Hobbiton? Jeez, to Hobbiton? Um, yeah. I'm imagining she's gotta be about a day, it's gotta be about a day at least. 13, 13 months to the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, I'm imagining she like literally set out at like the crack of dawn to get there by dusk. Yeah. And, uh, and is, is like, so her, her face falls and she's like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll, um, okay. We, we can, I'll just go back to Hobbiton. Um, as soon as we're, as soon as we're done. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, lantern maybe and then um and maybe i'll i'll sleep uh i'll sleep under the stars that, that'll be all right i've never done that before it can be fun yeah okay um <laughs> so, <laughs> so the uh the club itself is the two of you work this out before coriander is uh totally of her own free will departs on her own um is now you both had heard of course the some of the history of this club and it's legendary of course coriander and among the hobbits the idea that this was used to win the battle of Greenfields, and this is what bull roarer knocked off the uh, goblin warrior golf thimble and you know when it's sailing into far off hole and created the game golf and all that stuff um the other stuff you hadn't noticed though was first of all the size of it the weight of it um, and also, if you look, you can see some darkened spots. You like to imagine that maybe on the head of that hammer, um, that or the head of the club, that there are some darkened spots maybe where, like, 
Goblin blood might even have been there when Bullroar had used it. There are definitely lots of notches uh, and little bumps and little chips taken out of the uh, head of this thing. This has obviously been swung in anger, as they say, multiple times. Um, and as you look further, you can also see um, that there are parts of it that are just sort of um, so impressive that, like, you, you, like, parts of it, like, the weight seems, it seems extremely well balanced, I guess is what I would say, um, despite, uh, the weight that it possesses. So, um, you learn a couple of things about this club mechanically. This is, uh, a great club, um, and it has, uh, a great club. It's such a great club, uh, but it also is, it is a great club. Um, but also... Who's a good club? You are a good club. You're a good club. <laughs> okay. Uh, but also, there's two other functions as well. Okay. This has, um, the, uh, trait of, uh, Grievous. Um, a... So there's a Grievous, uh, sort of quality to it. Um, and let me find the specific definition. And let me turn off the incredibly loud music that just popped in. There we go. That's more like it. I want to have it on, but quieter. Okay. So, Grievous. Isn't he the one with, like, the four lightsabers? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering about the, uh, I was wondering a little bit about the uh, impact of General Grievous uh, on all of this. Um, Try and guess what? Try and guess what? It's thunderstorming. Excellent. Is it tornadoing? No. Oh, <laughs> that's good. See, if it were, I'd be standing out there on that gable, just watching the tornado come in and just screaming with glee. Hi! <laughs> Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, good to see you. <laughs> um, it's been, uh, it, it was, the rain was falling down in sheets. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the two qualities which I'm trying to track down um, are, oh, this, okay, this is why. Two rewards that it possesses. Fell and Grievous are the two rewards. Mm. It also grants plus one to attack and damage rolls made with it. So it's a plus one attack and damage, but also fell and grievous rewards. So wait a minute, that sounds like it's doubling up. But don't doesn't one of those two automatically give you plus one plus one? Right. So um, the fell means that a critical hit from this weapon is more dangerous. So when you score a critical hit with this weapon, you can roll two additional weapon damage dice and add them to the extra damage. So mm -hmm. when you critically hit with this club, like it's serious issues um and you're right because grievous actually that's true um it should it, it, it did double dip in the description um mm. grievous just means you get a plus one two damage rolls made with it they should have just said plus one to attack in addition so um so the grievous is plus one to damage uh the um fell is what i just described on a critical hit you roll you do max damage and then a two additional weapon damage dice so there's that and plus one to attack is the uh, is the fell sorry is the grievous part plus one no sorry 
Plus one to damage is Grievous. Fell is what I described with the critical hits. And it also has plus one to attack. That's not Fell or Grievous. That's just cool. Cool. That, that's the cool, cool feature. It has plus Fell, one, Cool, yeah. plus cool, one, Fell, and, fell Grievous. and Grievous. There yeah. we go. Right. So there you go. Um, the biggest issue, though, is that it's a club, and there's not, you know, not a lot of people spend a lot of time specializing in clubs, but it's certainly possible um, that it could be done. Um, but the thing that's also striking is, despite these notches and these bumps and everything, that it has maintained the hardness of the wood, that the material itself feels both, uh, you know, like the, the, the hat, you know, it's well, the hilt, right, is well-worn, like the shaft of it is well-worn and easy to hold on to, basically. It's been, you know, used many times, as we've said. Um, but also uh, that the wood itself seems just like brutally hard. If you've ever, if you've ever actually tried to, if anyone's ever seen like a real honest-to-God cherry wood table, like that is not, you know, like, oh, an oak table or, you know, no, a cherry wood table you will like seriously damage someone if you were to somehow be able to hit someone with a table leg, say, made out of cherry wood. It's a very hard, strong, durable, resilient kind of wood. Um, and so this club has all of those features um, and does not seem to have lost those with the diminishing of time. So it is a significant weapon. It should be said that it's surprising a little bit that it has not been found before. Unless the fact that it was just in this house by itself, sort of sitting on top of this forgotten area in the Shire, is one reason that was the case. That sometimes forgotten things take a long time to be found and unforgotten, but eventually they are that way. So. Hmm. Aww. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> I think that this might be the first time. Unless there's stuff built, uh, even then. I, th I feel like Coriander has probably played with, like, stuff in Bilbo's house before from his dragon horde and, and things like that. And so I think that partly from that, she's not, she, she doesn't have, like, gold greed, you know? Like, th that's, there's just stuff that's in her uncle's house and it's whatever, wealth, riches, whatever. But I think this might be the first time that she is, uh that she has encountered a magical thing, which is part of why she's, like, <clears throat> driven to walk a whole day to talk to somebody who might be able to tell her more about it. Um, and, uh, and so she kind of just, like, w one of the things that she'll say while, while they're kind of, you know, I don't know, exploring it together and stuff, I think one of the ways is that she'll, she'll just sometimes, like, lapse into quiet. And at some point she will say, This is unlike any object I've ever held in my hands before. There's just something about it that's different. It's just... It's like an old song. It's like an old song that you hear it and you feel like you've heard it before, even if it's the first time you've heard it, and it feels like you've not only heard it before, but like, it, you've heard it many times in different ways, in different places. And when you hear it, it takes you to other places that you can't remember having been in, but some part of you does. That's what it's like. I find that um, 
regardless of the language or the culture that it comes from, truth is truth. Old songs are like that. They carry a truth to them that some modern tales that are just written to be silly or something, but the ones that, that cling to well, the ones that just you hold on to, but that they hold on to you as well, those are songs that carry truth. Grander, like, it goes from being solemn to just kind of, like, smiling really, really warmly and thoughtfully. And he goes, I like that. I like that. That sounds right. Thank you for helping with this. Glad to do so. I brought you a present. Please tell me it's not this club. No! I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's yours. Ah! No, she, um... Receiving stolen property, eh, Tish? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, literally, you pick it up and they break through the walls, like 75 sheriffs and everything. Like, ah! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, uh, uh... <clears throat> she, uh... Pulls, she, she like rummages a little bit. She's got like a little satchel and stuff that she rummages around in it. Um, and she pulls out, uh, honestly, what is like a gigantic, beautiful ribbon with a spoon attached. <laughs> like, it's like a vast disproportion <laughs> between these things. It is very obvious that this spoon is, is a gift. And it's, um, it's like it's a it's a very um let me think about this actually it's a very it's a very plain looking spoon um but it is very good quality it is like uh it's not decorative it's very functional but it does have like a high it's it's a silver spoon um but uh it it's sort of unfussy and no nonsense and uh and basically it's literally like if titch were a spoon he would be this spoon, <laughs> um, and uh, and and uh, and she she just kind of offers it. Thank you. You're welcome. Coriander, I appreciate it very much. I wanted to be with you, and uh, and I wanted you to have it. And he puts it on a shelf, kind of back towards. There's like an empty space on the shelf where his tankard would normally be. And so he kind of puts it there so that it's back enough that it's standing up, leaning against the wall, where it seems a little bit more displayed. Oh. Well, I, I guess I should probably be going. I've got a long walk home, so... That's true. Thank you, for, thank you for your help. You're welcome. And uh, she, she starts to wrap the club up. She also looks very tired. <laughs> she looks very droopy and very sleepy. <laughs> she <laughs> sorry, laughing. And she once once the club is all wrapped up, she hefts it onto her um, back again. It looks it's it's so laughably big for her. Um, it's truly ridiculous that she was able to get it here at all. Um, and she starts to kind of slowly trudge towards the door. She'll grow into it. It'll be fine. <laughs> and so he goes and he opens the door. It's, it's raining outside. <laughs> it probably is. Yep. Mud is outside. 
<laughs> a tornado in the distance. Yeah, tornado. <laughs> Some fat dude with a half-eaten carrot belching right outside the door. Nazgul literally on top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, she'll, uh, <clears throat> uh, well, she's, she'll, you know, as, as, as she stares out into the rain, lightning forks across the sky, <laughs> illuminating the rain. Uh, she, um, she just kind of says, with, with, with her back to Titch, uh, really don't want to go out in that and it's like and the thing that she says the, the thing about this is that she's like saying this that just I would I want to make a parent if in case like this is the kind of thing that if it were on the page I think would be more obvious than it is as I say it but she says it in the same way that she talks about objects and what they do want and what they don't want and stuff um and and so you know she's She's and and yeah, she's not. What I want to make clear is like she is not asking to stay, but in the same way that obviously an object won't ask a thing, but she is saying as she kind of like stands on the threshold and stares at the rain. She's like, I don't want to go out in that. And uh, she'll like take a beat. And if Titch says nothing, she'll just start walking out into it. She just kind of starts closing the door. <laughs> she heads out into the rain, closes it and stops. Turns back towards the table and is like... <laughs> opens the door. <laughs> Where Coriander has not moved at all, but is just literally standing there in the same spot. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, she took like one step forward and she like, you know, it was sunny when she set out and she did, she doesn't have a cloak. She, uh, she's just, so like her, um, her long dark hair is sodden. Like she has just stepped far enough to get thoroughly soaked and she's very miserable, but she's, anyway, her back is still to the door though. And, uh, and, uh, and she's sort of psyching herself up. All right, fine. And she just turns around like, what, Titch? What, what, is, what do you mean? Get on <gasps> here. And she's so happy. She like, she like runs to him and she throws her arms around him. Oh. And she's like, so <laughs> like, I really, really, really didn't want to walk home in that. Thank you so much. It was so, I didn't mean, I didn't think about how long it took to get here. But I just want to talk to you. And then she like, <laughs> then she it's like looking for something to put between them to pry them apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, and then she goes inside and and uh, uh, and she will like find a corner to curl up in or something and fall asleep very quickly. No, no, no. He's like, no, get, no. Get at least a little bit cleaned up and sleep on the bed. I'll sleep in the chair and be fine. No, I, I, I'm smaller. I can get mm, the bed or outside. <laughs> the bed or a hobbit and pick okay, one. Okay, okay. <laughs> She goes off and goes to bed. <laughs> I love the idea that as we do that, just as the camera pulls back, we get a cut to um, the home of the Sackville Bagginses with Abelia going, Otho, do you know what happened to my best spoon? And then like a cl cutting in on the spoon that she gave the titch, just the camera <laughs> focusing in with the letters LSB on, you know, down the... 
<laughs> down the top of the spoon. Yes! That, is, that is where we would bring the fellowship phase to a close. Um, I told you she gave all of them but one. Uh, yep, that's right. No, this this was the one. Uh, I when you were like this wanted to be with you. Um, very very fun stuff. Um, and. Uh, very lovely and it was sp speedy enough that we were able to get this done and get us set up so that we will with the next session beginning uh, with most excellent fireworks which will be up next um, yeah that was a lot of fun and I think we got some good stuff not just from uh, the sort of magical elements of that club obviously there was some fun role play there but some opportunities for some mechanical benefits that came out of that too plus you know everybody getting some leveled up you know work too so I think it'll be have us nicely set up plus you all now that you have 7,000 fellowship you know points I could just up the ante of all the difficulty level of everything because clearly now <laughs> I mean there's no there's no problems at all like perhaps their worst enemy would be this thing I'm like how about an entire five divisions of orcs now that they have 70 million fellowship base <laughs> anyway um it's just you know and now you got bull roars club and it's all good um i'll start <laughs> no, with... now we have to face two owls <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hoo, hoo, hoo. yeah just double who <laughs> double who um i'll start with you trend uh how did you feel about today i uh, loved by the way the, the obviously the role play was great with you and coriander and i was really wondering whether you were just going to be like all right sounds good and then just like literally like coriander trudging through the mud for the next like 12 hours um, or if you were going to turn around and make something else out of it. And the whole, like, wrongful appropriation was funny also. Um, how did you uh, feel about today's session? Where will the folks find you next? Well, uh, if Amal will now read the message that I left for her in the Zoom chat, she'll see what I had thought would be really funny uh, for the thing. <laughs> but... Oh, my God! It's so Okay, so I did not read. I was I was very focused. So uh, yeah, yeah. I figure that right after she leaves and closes the door, uh, Titch feels guilty and opens the door and says, "All right, you can stay." But she's already gone. When he closes the door to go back inside, she's already curling up in his bed, having known that he would change. <laughs> oh, that's I, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I love that so much. I I was on a wavelength. I was very nearly going to have her do that. I just couldn't. It, it felt like it was a really important moment for her to not take that liberty was the only thing mm, like and so and she, she yeah. absolutely would have gone home she would have probably like she would have she she might have snuck into someone else's house <laughs> like that was she might have like she would have like sussed out somebody else who had, like, a bed or found like yeah. an, an empty place she would have found a place to stay the night and then head out but um but she she just she really wanted to be asked in at that point um so that's uh that and and because like she she wanted titch to well i don't actually know that she wanted this but it it felt important to say like this is how she feels about objects it's like when she looks at objects it's like she sees some of them standing out in the rain unhappy and wants to like make them happier and stuff and that's that that's how she sees the world it is not it is not like manipulative or malicious it is just like a common sense thing so but yeah but thank and, you anyways i love that <laughs> yeah and and we still got you know some of the funny bit with her being like See from the book. No, bed or bed or hobbiton. Bed or hobbiton. Better hobbiton is a good line. Yeah. It's very good. I, I was glad that that came in right as I was. I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I? Got it. Okay. And like, sometimes improvisation is down to the wire. It's like, oh, oh I gotta think of something. 
Um, where will people see me next? Probably here, I imagine. This is the only place people ever see me now. So, because <laughs> I've pretty much left Twitter altogether. So, um, I'm just out there on, on Blue Sky and like, damn it, I can't, I can't use animated GIFs. Yeah, I know. They got to get on that. Well, am I gonna live first, my life? Fa- get all the safety tools in place first, and then next, deal with animated <laughs> GIFs. Right. Yeah. That order, please. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Like I said earlier, the tech lit uh, thing is over. I'm in the process of audio proofing Hour of the Wolf, one of the Battletech books that Lisa and I have been working on for like seven months. Uh, just back and forth craziness trying to get it all done, and then I've got like seven or eight um audiobooks for catalyst that i have to do and then i don't know there's some guy uh probably wants me to do another book somewhere uh, uh you mean that something that might be like <coughs> oh well, sorry i didn't uh yeah, apologies you, you, you almost spit something on the monitor there. yeah 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 it was true i was yeah i accidentally just sort of <coughs> just kind of jumped that out yeah yes, maybe an audiobook coming uh that, that might why be you cover your mouth when you yeah publish no, a book. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I can think of, really. Uh, Gen Con is in what two weeks? Two and yeah, two and a half, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah, um, it'll start two weeks from this Thursday. So okay. hard no, to believe. I won't be there. I know. So don't look for me there. I know. Yeah. I know. Someday. Um, but always a pleasure, Trent. Thanks. Have you for been, been, been to Gen Con? No, no. I've no. Been very few cons that I've ever gone to. Mm. Just a couple of furry cons, a couple of just basic sci-fi cons in like texas and stuff but okay. i don't go to cons perhaps i just i feel very out of my depth when i'm there like i don't know anybody even when i'm hanging out with my friends i'm just looking around at everybody outside of our group and i'm like i i have no idea why i'm here <laughs> yeah <laughs> someday yeah, we'll, yeah exactly we will we will change that opinion sometime when you're when you're hanging out <laughs> with all of us um, but always a pleasure, Trent. Uh, you can find Tari's work, as we've said, on many different places. Tari is now blissfully asleep uh, and played Granny Lavender we Hope Singer. We hope, uh, we, we hope so. Having, if she's been having trouble. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to sleep has been part of the issue where she's so exhausted today, but hopefully. Um, and uh, Tari is also going to be the source of the Shire Adventures uh, shirt that is going to be coming, or the logo, or the stuff that's going to be put on the shirt. Um, that's going to be as soon as she gets her PC back. Also, nine new emotes on the way, um, which look amazing as soon as she gets her damn pc back so she's she's just as frustrated as anybody else so they are on the way so definitely you should stick around uh, see those are those are Ar- arvin e shut up arvin e ah screw this arvin e to hell with you <laughs> arvin e uh, damn it arvin e no there are some ones that we didn't one of the ones that i think i showed was uh there's an arvin e sing so that whenever i or anybody else sings you've got now literally a little <laughs> fifi icon with the bird singing it's very cute in tari's classic style so uh you can find that there also uh we had tonight of course brad um again really fun stuff with cal i had a figure i had figured you might be all over the map thing uh mm. all over the map is in not all over the map but all over <laughs> wanting to do the stuff with the map uh with this and the messenger thing is going to be i think important for the the pathfinding that happens even within this, I'm often struck, I was on a panel at ReaderCon this past weekend, which is really good, by the way. Um, I was on a panel about um, cities and about proximity to power um, than urban centers. And one of the things that came up during that panel is how a lot of, you know, the, the classic, you can 
grow up, you can be born, live, and grow up in a big city like New York City and never leave like a 20-block radius, right? Because you mm -hmm. have everything you want within that 20-block radius. So if you live in a particular spot in the Bronx, you don't really know Brooklyn. You know, like, you don't necessarily mm -hmm. know, you sure as hell don't know Staten Island, right? Like, there are areas that you're not going to know. Um, and so that struck me a little bit when we were looking at the map and we were talking about the things that you found from it was... In the Shire, where you're going to be doing a lot of your adventuring, even there, there are pathways. And the fact that the Shire is not as, it's not like it just was created by the hobbits, that it existed before that, right? So there mm -hmm. were all these other elements that can come into play, which Cal might be particularly well suited to be able to take advantage of. And so it was fun, I thought, to be able to see Cal doing a little bit of that, because we'll get more of the map stuff coming through. Um, if not an expert, um, most excellent fireworks, then definitely the ones following it. So um, there'll be more map stuff coming up with that too. So how did you feel today about uh, things, about the fellowship phase and the like, and where will the lovely folks see you next, Brad? Yeah, this is, I, I like the fellowship phase. I think it's a really fun mechanic and a nice, nice breather, you know, between finishing up an adventure or two and like kind of setting your sights on something new, perhaps. Maybe you don't know exactly what's coming ahead, but you probably get a general sense of it, you yeah. know? And um, uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's, I found it fun when I was introduced to it in the last set of, you know, adventures. And I, I, I like this one as well. And it's, um, I like maps just personally. So it's, it's kind of fun to play Cal because he's so interested in it. And I always like this notion of like the map is not the territory, right? The map is, yeah, a, yeah, is a yeah, yeah. representation of a place, you know, and, and symbolizes certain things. And it's so neat to like sort of, well, see the truth, you know, see what's different and see what is true about it, you know, how that map and some of those symbols came to be. So that was just fun to, and, and plus uh, the whole sequence in Lord of the Rings where they go through the old forest is just one of my favorite parts of that whole yeah, you know saga yeah. stuff so it was kind of neat to go there for a little bit too so that was yeah a ton of fun um and uh yeah so coming up gen con is right around the corner so i'm looking forward to it looking forward to catching up with you other people there yeah. doing uh if anybody is going to gen con check um just look for bollier uh, my last name in the event guide and you'll find you can do that with any author by the way uh, and find their particular events and you can sign up through them. I have a bunch of writing seminars uh, and you can sign up for those and their tickets are going kind of fast. So grab them if you're if you're going and want to get some of that stuff there. So I'll be there and then um, looking forward to the next adventure probably in August sometime. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, thank you, Brad. And yes, I would uh, concur with that. Um, you can find any of us there um, by doing uh, any of us who are going with the last names. Um, if you type mine in, I probably am the only Wilson in the symposium, as far as I know. Um, but uh, if you type that in the bottom, you see that I have two workshops myself and some panels and a D&D event that I'll be doing live uh, oh, in cool. front of an audience there, too. So people should definitely uh, check that out with a group of um people that we did last time uh, and a couple of new folks that are joining on board as well. Brandon O'Brien's going to be in that. Karen Menzel. Uh, Richard Lee Byers is going to be doing that. Ginny Koch and E.D.E. Bell. Emily Bell is going to be doing that too. So uh, that should be good times. Uh, thank you, Brad. Always a pleasure. Last but certainly not least, Amal. Um, really fun stuff from Coriander as well. I liked that little bit of subtle growth that we get from Coriander about not necessarily doing quite exactly what everyone would expect. But, you know, this sense of um, one of the things I think the Lord of the Rings books do so well is the gradual widening of scope. 
Um, it's one of the reasons that I, I think people, I understand the argument about like, oh, it's so slow, it's 90 pages in the Shire. As I've always argued, one, you have to show people what you're fighting for. That's why you can't just be like, okay, and then there was this beautiful green place and leave it in two pages. But also because it allows you then to open up the scope and, and broaden out for these hobbits, because they are our, for much of the early portions of the book, they are our POV characters, right? To broaden out um, what it is that they see. Um, and so I like the idea that Coriander is doing a bit of that as well, even if it's just this magical item that was wielded by a very famous hobbit and a relative. The point is still, it's a magical thing, like you, like she said, that has never been seen before, that she had never like held on to or sort of felt anything before. And um, that, and then getting the chance to sort of connect with Titch in a different way was also really a lot of fun too. Mm -hmm. So I think it sets us up nicely for the slight growth of Coriander in terms of how she perceives <laughs> things. That was fun. How did you feel about today's, uh, what did you think about the fellowship phase as a phase and where will the fine folks find you next? Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's a very different, there's, I haven't really thought about this very much, but like the fellowship phase feels very different than it did previously and um and i like it's fine I, i'm not used to it so it's uh um it's it's new and interesting um i i think partly what feels different is because we are in a much more lighthearted game and so that feeling of just like crawling our way towards yeah, thank god yeah, 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 yeah. and the attempt at like healing shadow which we might not even manage to heal and stuff like that <laughs> yep. um, is absent from it so it's a lot more just like it's it felt chill in a way that yeah. uh, i found interesting and also because we're still so close to character creation in some ways um like i, I this was like the first time that i was able to correct problems that I knew were in Coriander's sheet from when we started. Sure. A lot of that is just like, you know, it's fun to lean into the, um, just the, the dynamics more than the sheet anyway. So I was, I was kind of glad of that. Um, so yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, and I, uh, I really loved getting to like, I, I like this mechanic of deciding on the thing and role-playing the, the thing. I think that that's quite cool. And I loved, the getting to do this with Titch. Um, I also like the thought which hadn't occurred to me until right now that like having figured out and like felt the magic of the of, of the staff of the club rather I keep saying staff of the club um, might have like catalyzed a sense of like oh maybe I maybe I really need some like I don't know the, the solemnity of hospitality and like mm. just um, yep. kind of thing uh but like she i think coriander is very good at taking for granted that you know someone who she wants to be friends with will be friends with her um and and sensing when that will be the case um but i think that having having shared something very special there made her want to like be sure of it so uh there's that too um so yeah it was really i, I thought it was delightful uh it was it was really good fun and uh um i'm very excited to see where the map stuff takes us also um yeah great very fun um where people can find me next i in fact i'm going to be having like i'm, I'm taking part in um a bookstore event on behalf of one of my former students ashley dang um i should say who's like i author ashley dang who also happens to be a former student of mine um 
is uh, launching uh, her first novella at Perfect Books in Ottawa um, at 6.30pm on August 1st. And uh, Suyi Davies, Okungbawa and I are going to uh, be in conversation with Ashley. Um, and it's also the day that The Book of Witches comes out, edited oh. by Jonathan Strong. Um, so they're going to have those in. So I, it's like the first time that I'm, do I think the first time that I'm doing a bookstore event post Panini. Um, and uh, <laughs> it is to support Ashley's book. Um, but also I will... I, it literally occurred to me after we did this event happened that there will be a book that has a story of mine in it that will be coming out the same day. If you happen to be in the vicinity of Ottawa and you want to swing by and get something signed or inscribed, please by all means do. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll be August 1st, 6.30pm, perfect books. I'll drop a link into the chat. Um, other than that, I'm just home. be entertaining many guests. Uh, in the next while but yeah that's basically it. And next thing after that will be cancon yay so. are you gonna that'll come be, to cancon yes yeah, so i'm gonna be at cancon yeah hey hooray <laughs> so it'll be good to see you <laughs> yes. um yeah cancon which is where i asked uh, mel to, to be part of this a long time ago <laughs> um that's many true. years ago oh mm -hmm. maybe you asked me but I, that wasn't when i said yes <laughs> no I, it wasn't it was i, I started was slow much longer after <laughs> email reminders that's right you know that's right where's cancon this year yeah. cancon is in ottawa um it's oh. always it's always in ottawa oh. marie bilido is the chair of that um okay and uh yeah i love cancon actually i always have the, um uh and there's besides the you know amal there's also Derek kunskin and brandon Crilly, and there's like a bunch of folks i like canada anyway and um and i just it's a it's a really good feel there's the panels are very interesting it's good audiences it's a nice like it's a nice overall feel to things. Um, it's also a very so, yeah. small con. Um, like I right. would say, Tren, if you ever feel like at sea and cons and stuff, um, I besides the fact that I would love to see you, um, it, I think it's a really- You're the only one that's met me. That's true, so, actually. We I met in San I'm... Francisco for your reading. That's I remember. <laughs> I know that we've met. I'm shocked that nobody else has met you. Because different coasts and I haven't, yeah, like, um, you know, that's part of the plan. It's on the, it's in the, it's in the plan, obviously. I've met, uh, I haven't met Tari and I haven't met, um, Tren in person. But well, Tari's I... in Germany. I understand that takes a little longer. Brad has even I, met Tari. I know she's in more people she's here. In the Netherlands. Well, now she's in the Netherlands. I'm sorry. Was in Germany, <laughs> Netherlands, yes. I, wait, has she moved permanently to the Netherlands? Mm -hmm. Thanks, yep. That's where she owns her house. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought mm -hmm. she owned the house attorney. Well, I, uh, I, I am shocked to learn that I know more, I have met more people in person in this group than than the than any of you have. None of you have met each other more than I have met because I've met Brad and Greg and Tren. I haven't met Tari, but and I have met you and Brad. That's right, because I haven't met Tari or Tren. Yeah, that's right. I win. I win a game that none of us play. <laughs> Notice right. me we were playing, and now it's to replace Blazeball. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got to do it somehow. <laughs> oh um, man. No, but seriously, so CanCon, wonderful. It's in it's in October. Um, it's a very small con. I like at its maximum pre-pandemic there were three hundred people. I expect no. more in the like hundred hundred fifty ballpark. Um, currently, it might be bigger this year just because. Um, I think they're expecting above 200 now, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it, I, I wasn't able to make it last year when they had it in person again for the first time post Panini, but 
Um, I am a special guest this year, and uh, my very dear friend CSE Cooney will also be coming to it. Oh, um, I forgot Claire's going to that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish Carlos were, but uh, I don't think he is. And um, uh, yeah, a bunch of cool people will be there. It's very chill, very nice. Good stuff. Um, thank you, everybody. Always a pleasure to do this campaign. It was a very chill kind of in, in a nice way. Um, yeah. Chat, can we get some love for the amazing players today? Thank you so much to Amal, uh, Elmatar, to Brad Bullier, to Tartoons, who's now asleep, I hope, and to uh, Trend Sparks. Always a pleasure. Thank you, players, and we will see you back here very soon. Bye for now. And I'm going to post the stuff I put in disc Zoom chat in the Discord chat in just a minute. Uh, so it will not be lost forever, the things we were talking about. Okay. Bye, boys. Bye. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for the cheer, Dragon. Thank you, everybody. Um, okay. And that, I guess I can get rid of the Bull Roar Club. Uh, is going to do it for us for today. Um, that was awesome. I had a great time uh, with these folks. And um, it is, you know, as I say, it is a shorter campaign. Um, and I have some ideas about the way in which that campaign will probably, how it will come to an end uh, or how we're going to sort of, you know, how we'll wrap it up and what would come afterwards and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that we're already halfway through basically um and uh maybe like 45 percent but we've only been playing since like early february that means we've gone pretty quickly we've made it a pretty good pace um and uh that's just been a function of uh good play by the players and by the uh nature of the campaign itself so it's been a good time and i hope that you folks enjoyed it 